This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I swear it's me, even though I sound like a dusty cowboy. You sound like a cold commercial. If you auditioned for a cold commercial right now, you'd get it. Ugh, coughing, aching, stuffy <laughs> head, fever. I wish I could rest medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Uh, Fairfield. Thank you. Um, it's Fairbanks. Fairbanks, yes, that was a great performance. Could you do it again and just dial it down a little bit? Oh, 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 fuck. Oh, God. Oh, how's that? Perfect. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll call your uh, manager. Agent. Yes. agent manager. <laughs> I am a free agent. Oh. I take my own, my own calls. On ba baseball only or alt comedy as well? I just... Alt comedy. <laughs> I, I just... No uh, club comedy. I was up late and I guess I was screaming and forgot. I don't know why I, I sound like Nick Nolte. A joke. By Martha <laughs> Kelly, who's going to be our guest. Today. Oh, nice! You burn up a little her material <laughs> as an intro. Well, I knew she wasn't going to do it. She <laughs> said when I moved, her joke was when I moved to Texas, I saw myself becoming a new person. I just didn't realize that person might be Nick Nolte. <laughs> Because she said she was drinking and smoking a lot. Since I moved to Austin, That's... all I've been doing is drinking and smoking. That's what... I ruined the joke. It's such a good joke, either way. <laughs> you can't ruin that joke. I'm so excited for her to be in the car within... But we can talk about her while she's here. Okay, great. Not... Everybody get your orders ready. Oh, oh yes, no. yes. Let's... Nitro cold brew. We'll be back in a minute. Right now we're going to order Starbucks. Oh, sure. I interrupt, we interrupted each other. Stephen, where'd you get the sunglasses? Amazon. Amazing. They really put me in a good mood while I, know. I was wearing them. Yeah. Do you want to wear them more? Maybe. <laughs> Let's use them when we need them, like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right. Don't I'm burn gonna... them up early. <laughs> That's not your phone, a friend glasses. <laughs> it makes me feel like there's a friend on the phone wearing these glasses. Do people drink coffee on the right, That's okay. Can I get a venti iced coffee? What do you want? Yeah, anything in it? I'll have a uh, grande iced coffee with nothing in it. And also, sorry, a grande iced coffee, Stephen? Venti anything latte? Anything in the iced coffee, though? 
Uh, I'll do grande vanilla latte iced. Okay. First day of the summer. And a grande vanilla latte iced, please. Is there anything in those iced coffees? No, but they're both plain. Anything else? That's all. 1085. Okay. Why are you mad at me? Uh, it always goes wrong. <laughs> we, what happened to us? <laughs> There's one guy that works here that I'm, I'm pretty sure doesn't like me. Really? Just yeah. by his voice? Uh, the voice, the vibe. When I get up to the window every time, I feel coldness. Sometimes, though, in a drive through situation, once you're in front of them and you see their face, it all balances out because he sounds like a jerk, but then you see him and he's like, hey, happy face. True. That's yeah. true. But I've gone through this once before with this guy. And it didn't happen that way. It felt like I owed him $50. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when people treat you like you owe money. It could be my projection, you know. I've been listening to a lot of... You know, Ram Das has a podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> There's a podcast called Be Here Now, and it's just all his old speeches from the 70s to, like, through the 2000s or 90s or whatever. And uh, it's so good because all it is is like yeah everyone's just tripping out and thinking everything's real and nothing's real oh wow it's all like a thousand different ways of saying that it's very cool i want yeah with that would it make me feel good or would i start to feel like life is worthless no no you feel good because okay. it's that the point of life is not to suffer you're going to suffer that's automatic the point of life is letting go and trying to cause less negative shit in the world okay. and instead help but at the same time reminding me i will suffer <laughs> well that's inevitable <laughs> yes, you don't yes. have to be reminded because it's probably already happening. i should always be thinking that anyway <laughs> no it's just gonna happen <laughs> you don't have to think it that happens but right when i wake up is that what i should be thinking <laughs> no okay you already are okay i'm suffering now you're suffering and you the goal is to try to stop are other people suffering at my hands steven's suffering because of this conversation oh, that's no. for sure well let's put on the happy glasses let's get the glasses here let's Oh, let me. Emergency glasses. These are literally rose-colored <laughs> lenses. They're bright red lenses. They're so nice to look it's, through. The sky is, I mean, I don't want to describe my acid trip right now, but these glasses are, it's its a, uh, it's Ex like, excuse I me. really love it. Excuse me while I kiss the sky. <laughs> Can I have my son, uh, my, oh. what is it about these? They make the... The sky is lavender. Mm -hmm. It turns the sky lavender and everything else pink. Yeah. And then your whole, like, it feels like the same feeling as eating wasabi. Can I have my purse so I need that? Uh, it's, it's, it's the Starbucks best. card. Oh, that, yes, of that course. That our friend gave us in, I believe, Pittsburgh, but now I can't remember. So last night, I uh, went you. to a, I was invited to a house. Party. <laughs> okay. And I knew nothing about it. My friend just said, yeah, there's food and it's in the hills behind UCB. And so it was this just beautiful house with a pool and uh, um, a bunch of people. I just knew two people there. My buddy Chadwick, who used to put on shows. And, and we're pretty close, but I didn't know anyone else there. And then gradually throughout the night, everyone was a beautiful person. I'm like... I guess it was my first reminder of what it's like to be at a Hollywood party, but they were my age. Yeah. Just everyone was gorgeous. Yeah. And oh, everyone. Hi. Uh, no, that's okay. Perfect. I'm not sure how much are on these okay. cards. And everyone at this party was super friendly. Covered it. Oh, okay, great. I'm gonna start over. 
I, I will. It's Thank okay. you. Of course, I know if you have Look, you knew I was driving through the whole time. I, I forgot. <laughs> so I gave you the receipt so you know the total on that card. Oh, thank you. Fancy iced coffee. Thank you. That one's mine, right? I'll put that on the door. Is that the... And then, ooh, everyone gets a straw. Yes. Thank you. That's yours. Thanks. Steven. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Oh, color. Not even close. Honk, honk. Okay, sorry. You were out. The beautiful people were at the party. I was This at... was clearly not a comedy party. It wasn't, although some people knew about comedy, and the guy that lived there had done some commercial acting, and I recognized him as a bizarro-looking... Who's that actor that was in Company of Men? Oh, uh, the guy with Aaron... Yeah, Aaron. Beautiful face? Aaron Beautiful Face. Um, so he was a beautiful man. But he had, it was just he like, was oh, there? I get uncomfortable when everyone around me is like... A model. Yes. And a model. Yeah. And then I get even more uncomfortable when they're coming up. I'm like, okay, Scientology is happening or something. Because everyone was saying, hey, how are you? They were all being really nice and welcoming to me. And Dick, then everyone... Red flag. Watch it, out. Yeah, no. <laughs> Friendly people. Beautiful people. Numbers are dwindling. No. It's getting down to a musical chair situation. Oh. Are they going to lay down a tarp? Is this going to be an orgy? Is this uh, another I, one of your orgy mistakes? Am I going to be asked to leave when said <laughs> orgy starts? Which happened at a, at a lobster bake. <laughs> it turned into an orgy. I didn't want to see anyone naked, but I did. My feelings were hurt when, because I was alone, I didn't have a partner to share. I was asked to leave. Yes. But I'm like, can I watch just as a scientist? And they said, no. <laughs> not, not unless you I put this Clinique jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a clipboard. May I watch your origin? Please, may I just comment and tap the pen against my mouth every once in a while? So this, uh, the, the, uh, these women were going, can I get your contact, your Instagram? Or I'm like, okay, maybe it's a networking thing. I don't, I'm too old for, why is this woman asking for my information? It, I finally just asked a girl there, I'm like, why is everyone here beautiful? What is this? And she said, oh, we were sent here by a millionaire matchmaker. <laughs> they were at a party to meet rich men, and they were confusing me for a rich man. What? Yes. Are you serious? This happened. Can, Chris, was, you have to call all of these women. Call I, them all. I. It would sound expensive. But look, <laughs> what they want at the end of the day is security and love. I, they. It doesn't mean dollar, dollar, dollar bills. The, it doesn't have to. <laughs> once, once I um, heard millionaire matchmaker, I was like, okay, I don't. <laughs> I, and then, and then someone said, yes, that guy was on The Bachelor. This guy. There. There's a scene. There's a reality slash. Let's marry rich people. It. It, I'm not saying it's prostitution or anything. Of course not. It's an. It's like, hey, let's all put these people in the same place. Sure. It's fine. Yes. I You're just, not calling the cops or being a narc. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, but it was. I'm really. I'm glad that I have that story and that I've told it. Chris, the end. you have to call those women. You have to get in contact and say, hey, I know that you think you think you know what you need, but I'm Chris Fairbanks and I'm here to say. You know what? Do I... your rap, do your white rap that you <laughs> like to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here to say. <laughs> I'm in love with you in a major way. Isn't that what you want at the I, end of the day, girl? I, I, 
That was good. You had a girl, though, and then right? all of a sudden it didn't rhyme. Oh. I don't want to be a stickler. Look, for... I was doing more of a Bobby Brown interlude oh. rap. Right, he right. He puts okay. the word girl in all the right, time. Right, it's your prerogative to do so. <laughs> uh, Look, she's your tenderoni. You know it. I know it. <laughs> tenderoni? Did he ever say that? Yes, there's a song. Tenderoni. Bobby Brown has a song oh, where he says... Oh, we're fucking put it on and get sued. It'll be worth it. Yes. Oh, you don't know that song? I hate that word. <laughs> tenderoni? Wait, sorry, we have to... Sorry. We have it's to pause okay. again because I have to get gas. We're going to pause for gas. Pause for gas. <laughs> I love that. All of a sudden, we were surrounded by baby skateboarders. Yeah. It's my favorite. It, look at that guy. I, it he, reminds me... That's why I love that mid-90s movie so much. It's oh, yeah. just my, that's what I did. I would go with my friends and we'd skate at gas stations. <laughs> why, and, because of the little bump? Um, also because the curbs always had metal on the edges so you could grind on it. Oh, okay. And those kids. And then Stephen was okay. taking their picture and it's so, oops, your mic, go rip oh, 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 Yeah. So Stephen was taking the pictures of those skater kids. Can I help you with that, Mike? I think I got it. You're good. That man, that was the best one-handed Mike lapel snatch I've ever seen. One-handed lapel snatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you were saying just, they were actually good? It's just it's no, no. They were they were just cute kids, oh. and I'm nostalgic. But once. Steven's taking a photo of him. I understand why he felt uncomfortable, and that's why he said, "Are you using this against me?" <laughs> that's uh, right. Because you're love. not supposed to. It's okay if I do it though, because I'm like the old gal at the gas station. I was at the Venice skate park a few years ago, and some guy with a nice camera was just taking pictures of kids skateboarding, which is harmless enough, but. He was hiding the camera under a jacket. Ew. And he was just taking pictures of a couple young kids. Yes. So I kind of noticed it was happening, and I, but it wasn't registering. Then all of a sudden, one of the dads of one of the kids got in this guy's face, and gra I think he grabbed the camera and threw it down. There was like an altercation. Good. And I was like, actually, I think... I interrupted and I was like, I think actually this guy was just taking photos of skateboarding. I don't think it was in a creepy way. And the guy was from France or something, didn't speak English, the photographer guy. So it was a... How convenient. And then the dad was like, oh. And then it... it I don't know. I don't know if he was uh, re uh, reacting appropriately appropriate or not. He probably he was. was. Because the ca if the camera was not under a jacket, it would be a different story. Right. And if the guy was like, I'm doing this thing, right. is it okay? I, I you just, can't just go take pictures of children. I, I couldn't tell how much. Did I tell you about the time in Austin some guy pulled up? I was skateboarding and some guy in a classic white windowless van, so I thought he's a delivery man or something. <laughs> he pulled over and said, hey man, I am doing a photo book about different athletes and they're, and it's like a body book. I, uh, can I see your abs? No. And I'm like, How old were you? I was in my mid-twenties. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> sure. And I pulled up my shirt <laughs> and sure. he took a picture and then he just kind of smiled and I was like, 
Hey! And they drove off. <laughs> so he got a free. He had. He got a freebie. He's a he's a ab snapshot bandit, and the joke's on him. I had never in my life have I had abs. <laughs> so he was like probably kind of disappointed. He's like, that's a skateboarder's midsection. It seems a little squishy. I love the idea that you're like, yeah, okay, wait a second. Just like an eight second delay. He smiled a little, like, mm. huh, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> I'm gonna go look at these in a parked in a field somewhere. That's the thing about <laughs> that's the thing about pervs. They always give themselves away. Yeah. They can't help but snicker and laugh and, yeah. be, and be creeps. And curl their lip and have their their brow sweat a little. Yeah, and collect children in a cage <laughs> underneath the city. Ooh, delectable yeah. children. <laughs> and then take pictures of them at a gas station. That's Sorry, right. Steven. Sorry, Steven, but Sorry. you're reported to the police. No. It's such a setup. I was like, Steven, casually do this favor for me. It's podcast related, therefore you have to say yes. Yes, yes. Next uh, thing I know, now I got the goods on you, Steven. <laughs> yep. Shit. You gotta watch it in this town. Uh, they are not gonna like you specifically in the big house. <laughs> You're gonna have to give a lot of, of a lot of your desserts away. I feel like Stephen would be just like Paddington do too in the big house, where he would go in and you'd be so worried for him, but then he'd start recording everybody's podcast, <laughs> and he would become like the jailhouse accountant where he's actually beloved. Oh yeah, he'd have the first behind the prison scenes HBO podcast. Yeah, well you know there is one. Jail talk. There, it, is? there is one from fucking San Quentin and it's amazing. Oh wow. Yes. Um, shit, Stephen, what's it called? Yeah, it. Uh, uh, we've talked about it on My Favorite Murder. It's really good. It, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, God damn it. I can't fucking remember anything anymore. <laughs> I have to stop eating sugar. Is that, do you think it's sugar? It is absolutely, when I eat sugar and carbs, it's like fog brain. I can't think of anything. That's it's so bad for your brain. Ear really? Hustle. Yeah. It, is the name of the podcast. Ear Hustle? Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle, that's right. Oh, wow. Ear Hustle, thank you. That's an interesting name. I, it makes me want to listen. You should because it's it's um, it's inmate hosted and then inmate stories of either how they got there or what they're doing or whatever. But it's amazing. It's really eye opening. And I think it's co-produced. I want to say it's co-produced like by Wondery. I'm not. I can't remember. But let's not get into more information. I don't yes, have. Yes, yes. <laughs> the list of possible information gets longer. It's and either longer. produced by Wondery or any other place there is. Radiotopia. Mayo. Radiotopia. And I, I think I am as interested in prison situations as you are in murders. I watch all the uh, the documentaries. Is that true? There's an HBO one. Lock up, bro. It, this guy became a racist murderer in prison. He he was put in jail. I can't remember what for attempting to kill someone, and then he became a terrible person in prison. It, it was just about the criminal he became behind bars. Right. Was it a white supremacist thing, or yes. was it a Crips blood thing? It uh, was a white supremacist thing. Yeah, I think that's very common because you have to join a. a your group to stay alive in prison. And my friend um, in Austin, Vegas James, was from Las Vegas, and he was in a lot of punk bands, and mm. he was in a band with a guy from DRI. He was in that scene. Dirty and Rotten this, Imbeciles? Yes. The drummer was a drummer in his band. And and this guy was one of his friends. Wow. And it, he was like, and now he's a uh, empty person in prison. That sucks shit. And it, the prison made him that way. 
pants, she asked. And maybe he also had a void to fill <laughs> in his brain that was yearning for evil. Could have been, or he just didn't think it through. That's this. That's the one that I feel like people never. It's like, oh, but you get what you deserve, or whatever. But it's like, but there's people in situations where they don't go. Oh, but I'm going to send myself to a living hell. They go. I have to get this thing done. I have to do something about my drugs or yeah, yeah. my money or whatever. Revenge, like it's, thinking it through, isn't ever a big part of it. I want to be on one of those shows where I'm, I'm like an ex-military guy, and I yell at him, and I just yell at the prisoners. You didn't think it through. <laughs> you gotta think things through, man. It's an ex-military guy and or my mom. Just think it through, Karen. <laughs> think it through. I don't know who that character is. <laughs> I don't know, but I want to see her played by Maria Bamford on something. Think it through. <laughs> There's a little Canadian accent in there. Oh, would you think it through? Where, um, where have you have you been traveling? Yes. In live. What cities have you been to? I get so excited because you get to go to actual cities. I know. We've been to. Let's see. These last two weeks that were back to back, which made it a little a little hard. Was is this my exit? It is. Sorry, okay, it's it's helping. I'm it just is holding kind up of. my phone. Um, was Pittsburgh two nights in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. Then we came home for three days, and then we went out to Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Des Moines, and Omaha. Des Moines. Boom. Wow. And yeah. when you went to Kansas City, with, here's a few things I realized the minute you get there. If you have Sprint, which I do, and I'm going to stop uh, very soon, I'll okay. tell you about that afterwards. People, I'd, lo I'd love to hear about your phone bill. People know they've been. <laughs> yesterday they called me and said your new uh, your new iPhone's arriving. Your and then last week your iPad is arriving. Someone has been <gasps> buying shit. Buying shit through my account, and uh, it's because I applied for that fake apartment. Oh right. Oh, yes, dude, I've been having. Uh, problems yes, with uh, identity theft. Anyway, right when you get to Kansas City, though, they're like, welcome to Kansas City and our city's free internet. No. Like, free Wi-Fi. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. The, they just have Wi-Fi in the city. That's So everyone's beautiful. with Sprint. It's because I guess Sprint is based there. And then also... That's really smart. I did, I did shows and I was wandering around. I didn't know anyone. And people were so friendly... These guys who I thought were gonna rough me up were like, hey, you new to town? And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> hey guys. And then they're like, would you like to go to an, uh, this underground after hour jazz club? No. And I went with these strangers Chris. and watched jazz till like four in the morning and it was the best jazz. I couldn't believe, I've never been a jazz man. You know I'm not a jazz <laughs> That's man. That's true, I do know that. I'm about. not a jazz singer. No. I don't, my mom liked a frenetic flippy toe jazz and it made me nervous. Yeah, it's nerve wracking. Yeah, like like Howard Kramer says, it makes you want to go run errands. Gotta go to the bank. Wash my clothes. I don't know. That's how he, that's his joke. I do other people's jokes. Welcome to other people's jokes. That's the best way to hear jokes. Yes. Other people interpreting it's me jazz style appreciating but i it was the best i've never seen jazz like that it was and apparently there's that that's part of uh, the history of kansas city is there's a new orleansy jazz thing yeah they're big they have their own big jazz scene jazz barbecue justin timberlake 
Did you go to the jazz? I want to say it was called the Green Door or something. We didn't go anywhere. We went to a sports bar the night we got there because it was the closest thing to the hotel we were you staying like, at. Well, you, you're way deep into sports. Oh, you my God. <laughs> Whether it's basketball or football, I don't, I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> Wait. Actually, sports people do give a fuck. Oh, they do. That's <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. That's they, right. they, They're into it. Yeah, they, they really give fucks. They, they, that's all they do. Yeah, no, me too. So much. And what it was was I like TV on super loud while I eat salad. And that's what happens at a sports bar. The it, loudest TV. It is important for me on Thanksgiving to have football playing in the background. Yes. It is a festive. It adds to the festivities. Yeah, if I went to my father's house and there wasn't a sport on the television in the background something of some so. kind, it's a, ba- a very bad yeah, feeling. That. It's something's very off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a great time. And just speaking of how cool and nice people are, we, um, a couple nights in a row, Vince was like, we got it. You guys got to stop talking to people. We have to move these meet and greets along. Cause usually people walk up, they say hi, Right. they'll say like, here's a book I want you to read, or here's a thing I want you to know. It's like mostly like a one minute, two minute exchange. Sure. Sometimes people will be like, I just want to tell you the story and then they'll tell us some amazing thing. Right. But for the most part, it's pretty fast. We were going so slow in all those cities the last couple weekends that it's just like, dude, you guys, they're like one, one night, the parking structure across the street was closing. We took so long and they're like, we have to move people up in the line who are parked across the street. You guys have to oh, stop wow. talking because oh, every funny. person was like, lovely and lovely to talk to and like interesting and had something good to say. Hey, your people are some of, uh, they are coming to my shows now and they're the sweetest. I love it. I love talking to your fans and our fans, but they were your, a lot of, I know when they come up to me, I can tell sometimes I'm like, you liked my favorite murder first and now you know who I am and you like me and it makes me feel good. Yeah. It's well, they, they're, they started as, as MFM listeners, but then I think for a lot of them, they realized, oh, there's this whole world of stuff like this that I can like that's for me. Yeah. When they haven't really been exposed to any of that before. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. It's a little more underground. So they're, they're genuinely enthusiastic to find things that they really like. You and know? I will talk for hours after shows, too. Mm-hmm. It happened the other night. These women were at the, my show, and it was, everyone left, and I'm just standing in a parking lot because they wanted to talk. It was fun. Yes. There was a girl actually. It's not weird. I'm not weird. No, no. (laughs) I'm not weird and you're not weird. I'm not weird. We're not weird. None of us are fucking weird. Some people out there are weird, Karen. There's definitely weirdos out there. (laughs) It's not any of us that we're talking about right now. Not in this car. There was a girl, a woman, I should say, who was in the meet and greet in Omaha, the last city we were just in. Mm -hmm. And we met her and she was um, really funny, nervous talking and then when she got talking she had like a list she was reading off of she the things she wanted us to know and one of them was she wants Chris Fairbanks to be her husband and I was oh. like I will definitely let him know it was really cute and hilarious and like she just had her list of things of like this is what MFM means to me now I'm I'm into do you need a ride and she she had all her things I've announced already that I'm a terrible husband oh okay <laughs> I've never been <laughs> but you don't believe in yourself oh shit I'm my, I'm my, my attention span, you know, like I, I bailed mint sentence right here. Sure. Well, that's an example of who I am in a relationship. <laughs> I can't even make it to the period. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get used to some periods. Oh, are we here? No, it's that. It's the other way, but I 
couldn't like go all oh, the way across and gotcha. make a left. Gotcha. So I'm making a U-turn. I will tell her we are here. Yeah, we're very close. Oh, and now we get to drive around beautiful, uh, you know, this area, Mount Washington, let's call it. They're looking more skateboard boys. There are more skater boys. Oh God, I'm taking more pictures. They're everywhere. They're Take out. pictures of the skater boys. They bloomed like <laughs> flowers in the springtime. I used to be like you guys. My hair was like, he wishes he had straight hair so he could have bangs, but it's kind of <laughs> curly. So he just has a big old floof. He has to <laughs> push it across. Oh, it's weird. It's weird what we're doing. <laughs> we're gonna Good job, guys. <laughs> all right, I'm just a dude like you. <laughs> we're gonna have to put black bars across all their eyes. <laughs> this is excellent. Exploitation at its what? Article is an online-only furniture company, Chris, that offers beautiful, modern, well-made furniture designed with Scandinavian simplicity in mind. Karen, online-only means that Article is able to eliminate the layers of traditional retail so they can keep prices low but the quality high. No showrooms, no salespeople, Chris, just savings. Good. People are hard to be around. Mm -hmm. An article is serious about shipping. No matter how many items you pick, every order is shipped at a flat rate of $49. Incomparable. In-stock items can be expected in two weeks or less. An article even offers in-room delivery and assembly assistance. And they have the best customer service in the biz and a 30-day, no-questions-asked return policy. You know, we're sitting in a room right now that's, mm -hmm. that's filled and featured with article furniture. This table is nice. Yes, Let this is it. Let me ask you this. Is this an article table? It sure is. Beautiful, real wood. A lot of this wood, you know, it's fake wood. Well, uh, at other places, one. but not at article. Yeah, yeah. And these chairs that we're sitting in came with. Did you have to assemble this or did someone no, put it together? No, it, it all came as is. You can, yeah, they will assemble. It you was the that best. Option. Yeah, that's right. I spent eight hours putting together a dresser one day. I don't want to go through that again. It was not from article, correct? No, no. Okay. Some, Let's I, be I was real clear. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> article is offering today's listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Mm, to claim this offer, visit article.com slash ride. That's all it takes. Go to article.com slash ride and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash ride to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry, I got lost. <laughs> Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes and fresh pre-measured ingredients delivered to your door. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, call for less than two pots and pans, and require minimal cleanup. Plus, with three plans to choose from, including classic veggie and family, there's something for everyone. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside your comfort zone. You know what's funny? I So I got my box at the beginning of the week, uh -huh. and I always go through, because I know I can't cook at all, and I pull the easiest recipe card. So this one was, there's meatloaf with string beans and, um, and smashed uh, sweet potatoes. Uh -huh. And it was the easiest thing to make. It wasn't even like, oh, I picked the easiest thing. It was like a no-brainer. And I suddenly had a full normal person's dinner. Yeah. It's a kind of amazing for people like me that never cook. Right. And no one realizes, or I didn't for the longest time, that's how you learn to cook is by <laughs> someone showing you how and then you know how. Yes. It's fun. It's really funny how I didn't put that together my whole life. Well, it's sometimes it's hard for people like us whose mothers didn't cook and didn't like cooking mm -hmm. that it seems like this, in, it seems impossible, but with HelloFresh, you learn as you as you eat. 
And you whistle while you cook. <laughs> For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash do you need 80 and enter the code do you need 80? Yes, that's HelloFresh.com slash do you need 80 and enter the code do you need 80 for $20 off your first four boxes. Thank you. You're welcome. Karen, if we care about the ingredients in our food that we eat and in the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true with our feminine care products? Thank you for bringing up such a salient point, Chris. The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. Lola, however offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, which are 100% organic cotton with no added uh, chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, dyes, dyes yeah. Uh, plus, with Lola's customizable subscription, you get to choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, a number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you can even change, skip, or cancel at any time. Chris, I don't know how you feel after using these products, but I have to say that them being 100% organic cotton really does make a big difference. Knowing that you don't have chemicals down there. I you think it's really nice for the ladies. The box I have. Set them out in a wicker basket for the ladies. There's so many different varieties. <laughs> there's too many, you think? Yeah, there's different sizes. There's different absorbencies. It is a box of many different tampons. I have one in right. my house. I believe you. Uh, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter RIDE when you subscribe. That's mylola.com and enter RIDE for 40% off all subscriptions. Thank you. You're welcome, Karen. Thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was... Uh, Look at this. Ooh, leaves. Leaves falling. Spring. The middle. Spring it's is, happening. I uh, wasn't ready. I mean, the weather's great, but I was having winter fever. I, I like snow, and mm -hmm. I like snowboarding, mm -hmm. and now it's beautiful out, and I feel like... I, uh, I missed out on a season. I'm the only one that doesn't want spring to sprung. I have to say that I'm like you where I like the rain yes. a lot. And I'm sad if it's rainy season. Do you love a rainy of... night? <laughs> you can see in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, is this, did she rent some cute house? Now it's, I'm. Oh, now it's on it's, the other side? It's, what a curious. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's being a curious little monster. How am I supposed to get across that? <laughs> oh, cute. Mm -hmm. Those are for vacancy. This is nice. Uh oh, oh, someone's giving away oh, antiques. Someone Let's got evicted. go antiquing. <laughs> it's an estate sale. Someone got murdered. <laughs> Come on, Eagle Rock. Come on, you guys. It is the coolest name of a part of town. Yeah. Eagle Rock. Come on. Those two things together. Unbelievably rock and roll. I want there to be a mascot that is the rock eagle. I think there is a rock that looks like an eagle, and that's why they named it that. Oh, wow. Yes. Let's go visit it. <laughs> we'll have to ask Mar Martha all about it. I must have said Margaret. I don't know why. <laughs> I used to call her Martin. <laughs> Martin Landau. I really did. And I was thinking about that today. Okay. Yay, we made it. We did. And we're only 30 minutes late. That's a nice place. I like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, are we super late? It's so hard to orchestrate. Hey, at least we're not at the damn airport. Yes, <laughs> she's waited at home, which is great news. Uh, yes. Her, I'm sure. 
I, we, we, if you were attached at all to, I think people sometimes like my mental breakdowns at the airport, but sure. that's at my expense. That's right. We can, you can't just do that to yourself for other people's entertainment. Mm -mm. Oh. oh, it is Martha. Look at her. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Hello, Martha. Hello. Oh, you can throw that. Yeah. Back, Steven. We Hi, friend. Hey, how's it going? Oh, Good, how are you? Thank you. Good. Good to see you here. Grasp my hand. Martha and I are old friends. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> I bet we're going to hear some Austin stories. <laughs> Chip, Howard, and Laura style. Let's talk about the baggy jeans we wore as we kicked <laughs> armadillos on the train tracks. <laughs> I never, I just watched the intro to that show. I never... I know there is an armadillo on the train track. I have to if it's <laughs> happening in Texas. Martha, how are you? Martha. I'm good. Um, I saw Us last night and I'm upset about it. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Did yep. it scare you really bad? Yeah, and also I don't totally understand it. It's <laughs> <laughs> upsetting. Well, that's even, yeah, that's scarier. I saw you tweet the day before that you were going to see it and you were pre-scared. Yeah, I was... Um, clenched all the like my hands and fists and recoiling uh, <laughs> in my seat the whole movie yeah. so a lot of tension yeah there's a lot of um, who's gonna pop out from behind this next thing and whatever is happening oh, oh is it, spoiler alert is there a lot of popping <laughs> is a lot of popping of sudden startling well, there is a lot of startling in that's maybe the the biggest theme in the movie is um, you're going to get startled. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the motto of the movie? <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> Us colon, you're going to get You're going to get startled in the bad way. I want to see it. Yeah, I like getting scared. But I that was... When I watched that Hereditary movie, I liked how they didn't have any jumpy, all of a sudden, like the ring. Surprise, a scary thing is leaping in your face. No, it was, that one was realistic, it which was, was even scarier. Yeah, it's like in the background, you're like, oh my God, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And it's hidden. Yes. Ooh, I yeah. don't think I can watch that. Ew, I... It sounds intense. It is it's intense. It's very upsetting. And I don't, I'm not suggesting you should watch it because it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, well, it's, it's no good. It's great in a bad way. It's great in a sad, scary way. Yeah. When I was walking to my car last night after the movie, I started thinking, how do we know for sure that we're not all dead and in hell? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> it's not. There's no way to prove it. So that that's why I don't think I should see scary movies. Because that sounds reasonable in my head after a scary movie. Yeah. When I was little, hell was a thing that I was scared of. The devil was a thing I was scared of. I didn't have religious parents, but I thought at any point, uh, the devil will enter and possess me and I won't have control over it. And I'm a grown-up now, and I don't think that. So when you watch a movie that brings that back, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> You know, there's so much, you know, 96% of the ocean is unexplored. The devil could be down there. He, the devil is a phosphorus riddled glowfish. Yeah. 
We don't know. With horn hands. It could be anywhere. <laughs> Anything's possible, and there's nothing that lets you know that more than a horror, a horror movie. But I have a proposition. What if in the ocean there are pockets of it that are like... Um, with little things that are cute like the Lorax. <laughs> really sweet, cute, wise creatures that are just avoiding us because they've, they've seen what we're capable of. Right. I they, think, yeah, they call those dolphins. Or manatees, yeah. <laughs> and they're tired of getting boat props to the back. Yeah. Oof. They're sick of all of it. I don't blame them. I Martha, do. how, um, have you, are you guys still shooting? Yeah, we're about, we're almost, um, well, we're actually, we're only a little bit into the second block. Oh. So we're not quite halfway through. How many blocks are there? Four? Uh, three. Oh, like each act. What well, are blocks? But they now, do everything. You... I guess they just, they use that to mean um, each section of shooting and then separated by a week of hiatus. Like a oh, okay. school semester. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you get good grades last semester? Yeah. Um, How'd the, you do? Is the show getting good grades? Well, um, I that I cannot answer. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough people watching to get a good sample. <laughs> we got to get those numbers up. <laughs> We've got to somehow figure out how to trick people into watching this show. And it, I don't know how to do it. I love the, it is the best. It's a, a lot of people just aren't smart enough for it, I think. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to say that. It sounds like I'm talking down to people. Well, I, I think it is intimidating. You know I what I mean? It. It's Bakersfield, it's clowning. <laughs> it's all the stuff that really intimidates people. I love it. People. I love that show. You guys are the coolest for working on it. <laughs> We're, we should take the Orny Adams philosophy of, you know what, they're scared of us. That's yeah. why they are That's why they don't like it. They're scared of how good it is. That's right. It is scary when something is of such high quality. Do you well, guys think it's weird that Orny Adams just is still a comic that's like around and you see him all the time? I don't know who he is. He was like the villain in the... In the <laughs> so yes. He was like the villain in the comedian movie. Oh, I never watched that. It, I don't care about comedians. Yes, I think do. they're fucking boring. You love them. I want them to shut up. You want to kiss all the comedians. <laughs> I do. Why are they so funny? I knew I'd make you admit it. You want to French all the clowns. <laughs> Wait, you haven't gotten to episode eight yet, have you, Martha? No, we well, we shoot everything out of order. Um, so like they just block, they book a location and shoot every scene from every episode that's at that location. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's hard. Like, so well, everything that takes, takes place in a desert situation, we shoot this way, this week, and you're all over yeah. the map with the story. Yeah. So um, are you saying lines and you're like, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now? Because well, the nice, the brilliant thing about the way the... Um, my character is written is that it doesn't require any actual acting talent. <laughs> so it, it doesn't, does. It doesn't matter what order we shoot in or what's happening. I'm or always anything. the same. That's right. You get to um, just be Martha, huh? But, but what? But when you are acting, what are the little secrets <laughs> that you take on stage with you, Martha? Yeah. What are your acting secrets? One, one through five. Like Dustin Hoffman used to punch his own face. <gasps> yeah. 
Did he really? I don't know. He's very method, though. In the ma- in the Marathon Man, Dustin Oof. Hoffman stayed up for like three days in a row with no sleep, and he jogged constantly, and he didn't eat, and he was all screwed up, and then he showed up on set, and he was all like, you know, he was all screwed up. Wow. And Lawrence Olivier looked at him and said, why don't you try acting? Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember, I've heard that. My dad tells that yeah, story. So does mine. That's really? The, it's the best, yeah. Our dads, God, the gym's got to get together. Yeah, they're going to party. But Martha, like when you're standing, for all the young actors listening, and there are so many. Yes. When you're standing there and they go, roll them, what do you do to like keep it together and deliver your comedy? Pretend you're on James Lipton right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, My secrets are, I'll just spoiler alert, they're dumb and boring. Okay. And there's zero evidence that they work. But (laughs) here's what I do. Okay. I always know my lines before we start. Um, Good plan. That is my only real solid contribution to any project is I know my lines when I get there. Mm -hmm. It's an important part of it. It's big, yeah. And um... And then I'm sorry to say this part because it's gonna ruffle some feathers, but I actually pray right before the camera rolls. It's okay. Just who, who do you pray to, Martha? I don't know. I just I think of it as a as a energy force, not a um, deity, and I just ask for whatever is out there to be with me so that whatever I'm supposed to do in the scene will come out naturally because I really don't ever know what I'm doing. (laughs) I still don't. This character on Baskets is very close to what I'm like in real life and I still don't know how to do that character. (laughs) Well, that's the hardest one to do. How How can you observe yourself well enough to play yourself? That's hard. I don't know, but it seems to me like people who can create a, a believable person, nothing like them, are doing are doing a lot more work than what I ever do. But um, it's with Zach and John and Lucy. Are you even asleep? Are you? No. <laughs> oh, I thought you were snoring. Sorry. What if I put you to sleep, <laughs> Stephen? <laughs> I swear shades. to God, Stephen was snoring. Oh, they were they were closing in your on your nostrils. <laughs> These shades are ridiculous. I, I like Martha, them. I do it too. I I I talk to a a spirit deity. Yeah. I mean, it can't hurt. That's how I look at it. It also can't always help, but it, right, right. it can't hurt. 50-50. I can yeah. talk to a, a vague um, cloud or whatever I'm thinking of <laughs> and not believe in the devil and we, be scared of devils. We also uh, pray before we do live shows. Um, but because we just do the, it's like basically the same thing of whatever we've just been talking about or whatever's going on. We I just, didn't know that. Yeah, so you, we so hold hands. Hold your hands and say, "We're gonna get him." Yep. God. Or like if we're I just if it. we were just talking about Gail King, then we're like, "Gail, be with us tonight." If you were ever with us at all, yeah, that kind of stuff, and it helps. It's like weirdly centering of like. Yeah, whatever this is, we don't know. We kind of can't control it. So let's do this thing. And I when love I that. remember back in Austin, Martha, we did that weird sketch, that hyper Jackson chamber thing. Yeah. And it was it was stressful. There was a lot of stuff going on. We did these live shows, and we would show these videos that we did. And I, we would all be nervous. And Lee Eddy, who's the best, would grab my hand, and we'd have a little prayer. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that did feel good. 
skateboarders. So I love that. This is the most religious episode we've ever had. There's more <laughs> skateboarders. Hello. <laughs> They're we've everywhere. Been, we've been dangerously taking photos of young skater boys, Martha. <laughs> Wow, are we? Are you gonna post some anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> you should join our Pinterest, Martha. I think you'd like it. I'm excited. A lot of young um, men. We are skating. all going to jail. <laughs> Every time this comes up, this episode, I get uncomfortable. <laughs> Wait, but I interrupted you, Martha, because you were talking about Zach and Kreisel. What were you gonna say? Well, but before that, real quick, yeah. I love when I'm doing stand up before the show starts to make the other comics on the show, if there's three, if it's a three person show, if it's like 10 people, I don't harass everyone. Sure. But if it's three of us, I love to make everyone uncomfortable by saying, do you guys want to do a good luck hand pile? <laughs> <laughs> and then we all pile our hands one on top of the other and go, we did it! <laughs> or whatever corny thing. A good luck hand pile. Now, was did you do that on your no refunds allow? What was that? You did a tour no, that was called... The no refunds tour, which we ended up giving refunds on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, it was... Uh, Who wait. wanted refunds? But you Both. said clearly no refunds. And we lied, but wait, before we go any further, look at this dot, father and son on the bus bench, right to your yes. right. Yes. Are you kidding me? The love between those, <laughs> between two? those two globs? I don't even know what they are. It's mucus. <laughs> Fatherhood.gov, and it has a father and son booger. And it, it, since he doesn't have arms, the baseball bat they're playing with is just shoved into his gelatinous body. That's right, he has to hold it with his abdomen. With the gel of his abdomen, he has Who's to hold a, that baseball bat. Why don't design billboards while on acid? Uh. <laughs> or is that the best father-son billboard we've ever seen? Yeah. It yeah. could be either Transcending one. all cultures, all yeah. boundaries. I, we used to do the hand stack at the beginning of our improv shows, and we would say, we're gonna suck! <laughs> but it still worked. Sure. It's so, fun. Yeah. Um, and I think we might have done it a little on no refunds, which <laughs> just, uh... It was I was it was a very poorly planned tour and I was the one who planned it, um, and then also the one who canceled the shows that had not sold tickets, um, more out of a desire not to be demoralized of than the money we would have lost because it wouldn't have been we were like we went from Texas to North Carolina and back right and so we had to drive back anyway so it wouldn't have been a ton of money to still do those shows but I was like I cannot in New Orleans our show there were 10 people and they were all angry at all of us the whole show because they were um, drunk I think they had been um, barked in by the door guy oh. and they just were not whatever we all four of us were very different and they were like no thank you who was on these comedy concerts that show well the all the shows were me avery moore and pat dean oh yeah they're the best they're delightful avery has a tattoo on her arm that says irie <laughs> does she mean it no it's a joke she's got joke tattoos and she's so funny she's they the both best. are i love them and uh but then that show, there was a there was a, a New Orleans comic who I, I can't remember his name now, but he was great. 
and they hated all of us. Wow. And um, the, after that, I, I almost was like, let's just go home. The, I don't have, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have stitutiveness when it comes to really anything. Same. The slightest discouragement, like we should go home. I, yes. I know that about you, and I love it. And I'm, I'm just happy that you're doing stand up again. Well, yes. thanks. it's great. Are you enjoying it? I do love it. Um, I want to write new stuff. That's Me too. my favorite thing to do. Sure. It um, feels good to have new jokes and, and try them and they work and then you that's there's nothing more productive feeling. Yeah. Um, and it seems like there are some I haven't done very many, but it seems like there are some fun places to do stand up in L.A. nowadays. I think there are. Yeah. Have you done the lab? I, I think I saw you at the lab the last time I saw you do stand up. I think I did you an April show at the lab one time. That's right. Maybe like a year ago. Long ago. Long, yeah, I long think it was ago. longer than that, but yeah. Let's do shows, Martha. I want to be on comic. It'll be like the old days. I do too. It'll be like the early 2000s. I like it. I um, like it too. That'd be, we, we'd be a good combination of a show, you guys. Guys, I'm up, I'm not kidding. I'm. Uh, where do I sign? Okay, well let's we'll call it two headliners in a middle. I'll are, be the middle. Are you gonna do stand up too? That makes me excited too. Yeah, because I need to do it again. I did Yay. it the other night for a show, and I just cobbled together whatever jokes I could remember. I literally didn't know I was supposed to do. It was a goddamn comedy jam, and I thought. Oh, you did do it. Your voice. I did I do thought it. you got sick. Well, I was hoping I would get sick because I was getting so scared to do it. <laughs> of course. And then when I told Josh Adam Myers that I th thought I was getting sick, he was like, that's okay. I'll sing with you. He was not letting me get out of it oh, at right. all. So, uh, so I ended up doing it. But then once I got there, only then did I find out that I was also supposed to do a set. So I was texting Lizzie Cooperman going, can you remember any jokes of mine? Oh, that's so funny. I do and that my all sister. The time. My sister's like, the last time I saw you do stand up was 1998. What uh, are you talking and about? And I wouldn't know either. I'd be like, the, <laughs> someone trying to get in the bathroom, jiggling yes. the door. That's a 10 second joke. <laughs> 10 and then second. do your hayride bit that you don't remember. <laughs> There's no way I can. My jokes aren't like. They're not written to be remembered. I can I can tell as many Martha Kelly jokes as I can tell like Mitch Hedberg jokes. Oh, you have her set memorized? It's just, no, it's jokes you don't even tell anymore. But when we started, everyone's jokes at that time, I mean... Give me one. Let's hear them. Oh, no. I didn't Early mean to Martha set myself. Kelly. <laughs> Early <laughs> Martha Kelly. You said it. Now you have to do it. I already did that one. I did your Nick Nolte joke. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I'm going to do it better this time. <coughs> I, uh, when I moved to Texas, I, I saw myself becoming a new person, but all I've been doing well here is drinking and smoking. Uh, I didn't realize that person would be Nick Nolte. Is that how it goes? Kind that of. That is very much in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told it better before. It was um, definitely tighter before and easier to track. Um, she, Martha was in traffic, and the guy looked over, and he, <laughs> and he honked or said, "Hey, can I get your phone number?" But all he could see was your face, and then. <laughs> Maybe we should go out sometime. He asked you out from his car, and then you said, I have a better idea. How about I meet you naked at a shallow grave, and you just push me in? <laughs> is that it? How did I do, Martha? You did good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story, except for the comeback. Uh, all of my, or 
All of my early jokes were real things that happened where I pretended I had a good comeback at the same, time. Same. That's the best. We are from the same school of comedy. And the one time I did a set, the only time I've ever done a set at the comedy, at the Laugh Factory. I was so nervous to do it. I was like, this is gonna be terrible. And I got up and the first joke was okay. And then my second joke was a true story of this time I went to the corner store in San Francisco and I was super stoned. And the guy that worked there goes, anything you want today for free. Chips, Coke, candy, cigarettes, <laughs> magazines. And he was listing all the shit off that for free. And this really happened. And then of course I did something that was like the comeback, which I of course did not say in real time. <laughs> and when I did that joke at the Laugh Factory, some guy, huge sounding guy in the back goes, bullshit, oh like really loud. Oh, really? And I go, you're right, sir. And walked off the stage. <laughs> and I left my set two jokes in and was like, I fucking hate this place. And I hate stand-up comedy. Bullshit, he Bullshit. Said? I was you like, made up that last part to evoke <laughs> the emotion of laughter. That is insane. Why do people go like that? Go to comedy shows? I was always assuming it was another comedian. <laughs> Ugh, that makes me that's so what it's mad. Like there. There, I, every once in a while, and I don't see it as much, but there was a Texas. There, there was a whole thing where there'd be some guy with his arms crossed, and Cap City had called him and given him free tickets, and they're like, "Well, let's." I guess I'll stop yelling at my wife and kids and go to this damn free comedy show. <laughs> they better not try and make me laugh. It's like the last person that should be there sitting up front. They put him up front. Yeah. Yeah. And he just jiggles his leg, tapping his leg with his arms crossed, staring like he wants to kill you. And that's who that's who you'll learn to tell jokes in front of. Yeah. In, Oof. The, in the early days. That's how it was. It's rough. I love that before Daniel Tosh was famous. He was at Cap City and some some person with that kind of attitude said something that wasn't like a mean heckle, but it was just like, I'm going to be a smart ass. And this he didn't have any like footing. He was a pretty new headliner at the time. And he just goes, yeah, you got to get out. I'm not continuing the show until you get out. And he would not. <laughs> and then they had to leave. I was like, that... I wish I could. I wish I had that kind of balls. Yeah. yeah. I loved him for. I love any time a comic fights with a heckler and wins, yeah. including fist fights. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> what about the one where the guy cr smashes the guitar over the guy's head? Okay, that guy. I'm not on his side because it seemed like he was insane. Yeah. It seemed like it was about something else for him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys saw him coming at me, and the crowd just goes, "No, no. <laughs> dude, no, we did not." Oh, my. yeah. But one time, I saw a guy in the audience throw a drink at Gary Gullman at the Improv. Oh shit! And then they started fist fighting, and I've. I already liked Gary Goldman, but that made me loyal to him for life. I've never met him. If Gary Goldman came at me with his banana hands curled up into fists <laughs> and started swinging, I would... He's a big person. He's big, right? right? He is big. But and this, funny. The thing about guys like the one he fought is that they will heckle guy comedians who are not big and can't really physically defend themselves and it's just like the jocks in high school picking on the smart guys yeah so to see a comic rise up and 
and um, I don't really like violence. I ran and hid in the bathroom when I saw them coming. <laughs> I love violence. Um, I really do. Do you remember, Martha, when I, at the Velveeta room, I threw a cup of ice on this table of guys that wouldn't stop talking? <laughs> and it... And my cup hit mm -hmm. their glasses and their drinks fell. I was really, they were being terrible. Yeah. And then I went outside to talk to them and they were a couple. They were a gay <gasps> And then I felt really weird because all of a sudden I felt like I was in a, but they like wanted to get in a fight with me as a couple. Sure. Mm. Can you imagine being in that situation? <laughs> Anyone in this car? That is And not... so we made up and then we went to Lovejoy's. You didn't let us answer. <laughs> because I can. And then I hung out with them a little. Oh, you turned out to be friends? Yeah, yeah. We, we ended up being friends. And it started with throwing a glass of ice at them. Well, that was unsatisfying because I want violence and ultra violence. <laughs> I couldn't. It would have been hate crimey. <laughs> and they ended up being my friends. But I didn't really like them because they were still the people that heckled. Well, what I like about <laughs> comedy these days is that you can actually find people that want to watch you specifically. Right. It's not the thing it used to be where it was like, go to a room where people have gathered for their own reasons and some of them have nothing to do with comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often it's like, I'm on a date and I want to get fucked up. Yeah. Right. Or, or it's a birthday party or bachelorette party or something horrifying it's anti-comedy i i did a show or people that work together yes when they're like oh i sit across from you and we see each other every day but let's be let's not know how to act at a let's all go to a comedy show together and look at each other for approval yeah. after each joke so, and decide we're better than these people yes it's the worst yeah I hate all those people. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst, and yet we're here to entertain them. Have you tried? Do you remember? I went, I did a show once, and they made me dress like their boss. It was like around Christmas time. Yeah. They're like, can you put on his jacket mm. and just, They he had a catchphrase, and I'm like, yes, sure, I'll do an impression of your boss. The boss had a catchphrase? Yes, they were, these are some things he says, well, you may roast him a little bit. And I was new at to comedy and I'm like okay I will do that and I put on his jacket <laughs> and I put my hand in the pocket and in his pocket there was a pair of underwear Ew. women's underwear and oh, his no. real wife was at the show uh -oh. and she knew right away that it was like some secretary's underwear I reached in and it, I was holding <laughs> underwear and she's like you son of a bitch yes. and then like altercation and the boss left and everyone I ruined the night I and don't it was think not so. Not my idea. I disagree. <laughs> you didn't oh. put those underwear in there. He did. It was panties in his pocket. <laughs> That's crazy. What are these? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knew, and they're like, "Oh, he's back at it again. Oh. Our boss is putting panties in his pocket." Was again. his uh, oh. motto, "I am a huge sex addict"? Yeah. Was that the line they gave you yeah, to say? <laughs> <laughs> Panties, please, was the motto. That was it. Gross. It didn't make any sense until they were in my hand. I'm like, oh, that's why he's always oh, saying that. Oh, God, and he loves panties. <laughs> Panties. We hate that word. Let's keep saying it. Panties. <laughs> that's crazy. Now, Martha, it was crazy. you sense these, your days in Austin comedy coming yes. up. You're now in movies. Let's name some of the movies you've been in lately. That'll be easy because there have hardly been any. <laughs> Name them. I 
been in a total of four movies. Mm-hmm. Very little, tiny parts. Right. Um, one was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. That where, was a while ago. Yeah, and that was t- the summer of 2016 was when it shot. Oh, okay. That wasn't that long ago. It's, it was almost three years ago. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Um, a sh- movie called Infinity Baby, um, where I'm in one scene. Who directed it? Bob Byard, Byerton, Byington. Bob the Bobby Byington. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> the director Bob Byington. Robert Bobby Bar- Bi- Byerton. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> Bob Bobby Bobbert Bobinson. Big, big Bob, Big Bobby Bobberson. <laughs> <The> big Bobber. <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bob Gobelina, Mr. Bob Gobelina. Bob, 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 Banana Fana Fofa. Oh, Bob, 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 Baran. Person. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. He certainly is offended now, isn't he? Um, I do like the words infinity, baby, together. Sure. That. That is one. Is that a baby that won't grow up? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That's fun. It's actually it. a bunch of babies that won't grow up. A, a failed uh, experiment. Wait, were you? did you act with a bunch of babies? Did you get to be Sadly, with? I didn't get to. Babies are some of my favorite people, and I did not <laughs> get to act with any babies. Oh. Um, but it was fun. It was um, with Kieran Culkin. Yes, he's amazing. Oh, he was yeah. very nice and normal I always would expect any former child actor to be bonkers yeah but he was very uh, normal dude so like, you did you watch him in succession sorry to interrupt I haven't seen that it's great and he's incredible in it he's so good he's incredible in dangerous lives of altar boys too he's a just a great, he's great. I think the Colkin children knew what they were doing when it came to acting Yes. All of them. The key is leaving them at home alone. That's right. And not parenting them. (laughs) That's right. You go on a vacation. Leave them be. Oh, check out this fucking sweet ass film. Were you in this, Martha? Were you in this, Martha? Is that Big Bob Bobby? Pull over and I'll get in it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know... Sir and ma'am, that we have the star of Big Bobby Bobberton's last film. Guys, you're going to want to yell cut here. Guys, cut. She's going to get in it. Cut. Let Martha in. That's actually how every scene I've been in in a movie was just someone pulling over <laughs> and I ran over and got in front of the camera. But fully memorized the script. Memorized the line. script, got into a costume real quick. <laughs> Delivered that jump, line. Jumped in. What were you in after Infinity Baby? There's two um, more movies. Uh, wait, are there? Maybe there's only one. Wait, wh- oh, one hasn't come out yet, and I don't know what the title will be. Um, and my character's name, I think, was Caseworker. <laughs> um, I, I was on a show called Single Parents, and my character's name was Man. <laughs> and I was cut from the episode. That's the thing. I might I be not. cut from the movie hasn't come out. And I know that's a common thing where that you, if you're not one of the leads, 
you can your entire storyline or scenes or whatever can get cut out of yes. anything. And the more like just because you filmed it doesn't mean it's happening. Right. Um, and oftentimes people will go and have the whole experience and do like start writing stand up bits about how they're in this movie and then when the movie comes out they're yeah. not in the movie. I, and they didn't know. Everyone keeps trying to watch Jack Frost to pick me out as a snowboarder <laughs> and they're showing me pictures. Is this you? I can't I don't remember who I was. I just know I was there and the camera was, I was in the background snowboarding. Mm. I'm not a liar. Well, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like you have proof. I was, I'm not in the credits, but I was on camera. The camera was aimed in my general direction. Mm, me too. I, off in the distance, they were making a movie and I was snowboarding that day and I have to be on camera at some point, okay? <laughs> you've, you've beat it out of me. I'm not sure if I'm in the movie. Technically. It looks. It seems like we're going to have to have a screening of Jack Frost. There is a film, a 2004 animated film called, uh, uh, oh God, what is it called? It's it's Birds, Delivery Birds. Rio. It's, no. Uh, Delivery Rio Birds. Storks. Storks. It's Storks. I can't remember. Hold on, it's called Delivery Birds. Allegiant, Alli Valiant. There's a movie called Valiant, and I am a voice in it, according to IMDb. Oh. And I looked, I don't know where who this Chris Fairbanks is. It's not Chris Fairbank, the English actor, actor or Christopher Fairbanks, a local actor who goes by Christopher. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is given to me, I, so I pretend that I was in it and I even have a line in the movie uh, that I've made up. I've never seen the movie, but do you guys want to hear my line? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'll deliver it! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What kind of bird was that? I don't know. I never watched the movie. <laughs> so, I don't know who I am in it. But it's about birds that deliver stuff? It's The cover is birds with aviator, like, goggles on their heads. Oh, oh like Top Gun for birds? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It, it is like great. Top Gun. The the logo Skateboarders, is... Skateboarders, it's a girl. Oh, well, yeah. I love, I've been really... I like how many skateboarder girls there are now and they're getting really good and it's fun to watch. And My I, niece knows how to skateboard. Really? She's She started when she was like seven and she's 12 now. I don't think that she's very passionate about it, but she does know how to do it. That's so nice. cool. I like that Michelle Balloon is having her her little daughter do skateboarding too. Yeah, that's good. I was going to say her name, but we don't want to. We I only would. show ch pictures of children. We don't <laughs> reveal their identities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, we're in trouble now. Um, I think we're fine. The law will never catch up to no. us. No. no. We are Bonnie and Clyde of comedy. We'll just fucking edit it out if they catch us. Exactly. We're like, that never happened. Oh, sorry. It's looks not an like, interest of ours. Looks like a little snip snipperoo happened, <laughs> copper. <laughs> you fool. You're barking up the wrong tree. Um. Mm. What else, Martha? What else is going on in your private life? Yeah, private. The well, deepest, darkest secrets. Um, I'm on year four of saying that I'm gonna try online dating and not having tried <laughs> it yet. <laughs> so that's exciting. Yep. Can um, I can I tell you an anecdote? Yes. I just got an email that said, "Well, come back to Bumble. We miss you." And I was like, "I've never been on Bumble." And then I remembered one night after. Um, 
April Richardson and I talked about it for a really long time and it truly was literally 2.30 in the morning. I signed up for Bumble, but I, I had, um, I may have told the story on this podcast. I don't think you have. Okay. I, when I signed up for Facebook originally, I entered that my age was 111. Oh, that's so, so funny. So on Bumble, they take all your information from Facebook and I couldn't change my age. So they were only sending me men that were over 80. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's... <laughs> because they really had me as being 111. That sounds fun. And it they was... wouldn't let, they won't let you change. Well, I couldn't, I had them. to go back onto Facebook to change my age. It was this whole thing that once I started the, um, because then when I went on Facebook to change my age and make it accurate, all these people started sending me messages of like, you're back on Facebook, da da da. Like all the people that I used to talk to and hang out with because I'd been off Facebook for since 2011 or something. Right, I noticed when you got back on. I, uh, but it, that was purely just to try to make my age accurate for Bumble. Then I was like, why am I doing any of this? There's no fucking way I'm ever actually using this Because part app. of you wanted to stop being elderly. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> A big part of you. There's so much of that. That was my whole attitude when all the digital shit started where I was like, yeah, I'm 111 and this is, I'm definitely into tulips or whatever. Like I would sign up for shit that had nothing to do with me. It was like, you'll never catch me. You will never know who I really am. The internet. And then I screwed myself basically. But I don't even know if Bumble is that desirable because de isn't it like a Sadie Hawkins dance where the girl has to ask the guy out? Yes. Right, which I would never do. No. I would never do that. I've been on it and it's I've never met a real human, but I have had, or maybe I have, but I have not. Uh, uh, it's usually a woman saying hi or whatever. It's like, and then you go. Right. But it's never like you have to come up with a witty thing. It's like, okay, you got me. Hello. <laughs> You caught me. Uh, and usually it's a back and forth uh, on there. Right. Well, you seem nice. Let's never talk or meet ever again. That's yeah. usually what happens. Well, because I mm. wonder, I feel like there's some, the people know there's some, there's a code of some kind. There's some kind of thing where like, I don't know, then you're supposed to know or say a certain thing and that's what. Well, I don't know it. I, yeah, I don't either. Maybe there's a, maybe we can Google that. We'll look at we'll codes. Look yeah. Bumble codes. <laughs> Online. Someone. If you wear a green kerchief, that means that you like money. If you hang a necktie on the doorknob, <laughs> that means you have a roommate. That you're, that you're messaging on Bumble. <laughs> um, well, Martha, is... if you could go on a digital dating app, what would the best one for you be? I think that for people, for women my age, I'm 51 um, and very sheltered. Um, it's a beautiful house. Probably, <laughs> probably Match.com because that's what I think where um, one of my comedian friends who did online dating and and met someone and and they love each other was like it's it, you have to go through a lot of terrible experiences but the benefit of online dating is especially for women comics like me and this friend you know up front whether you're flirting or not like it, it isn't just hang out with a guy that you think is cute and then find out you guys aren't flirting it's just platonic right, right. like that happens to women comics pretty regularly yeah. yeah or I don't know but some of us and uh 
And so if you do online dating, and at least you know that the guy that you're interacting with is interested in boning. Yeah. That's that. right. <laughs> There's not some weird girlfriend reveal in month four. Right. Yeah. Right. That always fucking happens. Yeah, it gets rid of that awkward obstacle of what what are we doing. Right. Yeah. You know or someone's like, oh, I, I thought you just wanted to spend time with me um, and drive me around. Um, while I had a relationship that I didn't mention to you. I thought that's what you wanted in this. Right. Just great riffing. And Match is like norm. It's been around a long time. The one, isn't eHarmony, you have to be religious or they want you to be? Kind of, yeah, I think so. And um, farmers only, you have to be a farmer. Right. I mean, that is appealing except for I don't think people should... um, use animals and farming although i do drink milk so what am i talking about <laughs> you don't uh, think animals should be used in the dating world in any way no, well what i mean a horse a nice horse-drawn carriage is a very romantic <laughs> no i don't um i'm anti-farm uh, animal exploitation but they even if they they already are doing it for a living. They gotta find love, even though they don't have admirable animal jobs. Yeah, but they can <laughs> find it with someone who's not gonna look at their cows and be depressed about it. Yeah, I can't. I can't even go to a rodeo. I find it I hear horrifying. You. And it's funny how Instagram videos have made me more. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat fishes and chickens because yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of cute chicken videos. Sorry. Sorry, chickens. No, I, chickens are kind of the worst. <laughs> They're a little bit nuts. I had to raise chickens. Sorry, Martha, because I'm sure this is upsetting, but I had to raise... I'm going to be the, the counter, and I don't want to fight with you, but in this, I will. I had to raise chickens growing up, and they do not give love, nor do they receive it. And I know there's lots of gifts with children hugging chickens. Right. But those chickens don't fucking know what's going they, on. They, right. seconds there's, later, they get pecked right in the eye. It's true. It's true. Or they shit on your jeans somehow. <laughs> so ch- chickens aren't there for you emotionally. Let's not pretend they are. But I will say this. What? I just recently saw the PETA ad where it's a cow that's very... Um, buxom. Oh, yeah. And she's nursing an old man. Right. And then PETA's thing was, this doesn't look right to you, does it? You shouldn't be drinking milk. What do you think about that? Is uh, it a photoshopped picture? Is, or did they actually <laughs> capture this moment? Who's, who is that man? I want to know his name. It looks like Joe Biden. I thought that <laughs> was part of the whole look what a creep Joe Biden is that just came out this week. Martha, you have to write a joke about that. But Please. It, I will. Please. I will try. <laughs> it's considerate written. I, I mean, I understand the reasoning behind don't drink another animal's mother's milk. Mm-hmm. However... Um, if you could have a humanely treated dairy cow, um, they don't give a shit what you do with their milk. They're producing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And oh. if you grew up drinking whole milk like it was water, yep. and add into the mix the fact that food was the only consistent comfort you received as a child, you're goddamn right, I'm not giving up there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about me, but you're talking about you. <laughs> 
That's perfect. I will never, never do that. God damn right. Oh, you really brought that one home. All the cows I grew up with were very humanely treated. It was all free range because they were, it was just small town farms and ranches. So right. like there was no, it wasn't corporate um, dairy system. It was a very organic, but just by chance, organic dairy system. So that's, that's all the dairy Yeah, as on. I was a kid, when I was a kid, our daycare, our early school, I think I was like five or six, but we went on a tour of the Dale's Dairy and it was a family that milked cows with their hands. Yep. And they had all burned. They had all been in a fire. They had been burned. No. And the cows and are the they were, There was a lot of the... That's how I remember. I was a kid, but there was, they had burns. And then later in life, there that industry, you couldn't just be a ma and pa dairy. And I went into Random Movie and they owned a video store, store one day. They oh. went from milking cows to milking the movie business. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. They kept it light. They stayed. They stayed light on their feet. And I they did. I, made a transition. Well, the kid. I remember a kid working there, and then he was an adult. And I'm like, "Did you used to work at Dale's Dairy?" And he's like, "Yeah, that was my family's dairy." I'm wow. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's not a dairy anymore. It was. I remember being there though, and there was no cows that were sad. It was just like, "Yep." It's like you described, Martha. It was old timey, early '80s. Dairy farm. Yeah. No one's getting slaughtered. Yeah, I wish. Um, I wish there was a way to turn back um, our population explode and turn back time. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> one time on uh, Brendan Walsh's podcast, for some reason. We started singing shares if I could turn back time, <laughs> and it was still one of my happiest memories of my whole life. Did they ever get sued by share? Because that's a that's a needle drop. You know that what? counts as a needle drop. I'm on the bone zone. I do know they had to pull some songs off. They Is had that to true? Go they back so and much? edit. Uh, they just played music, and someone said, "Hey, you can't do that." I know Brendan had a story about that. Yeah, you can't. It might be this. It might Can be you? the share episode with Martha. If you, maybe it was, because it, it was the Bone Zone. If you did hypothetically a podcast about Alvin and the Chipmunks, could you legally use a sample of one of their cover songs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it would be a topical day and date, so you could justify it's not just random usage. What are so I don't, saying? I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Could you? I'm just talking music clearance, Martha. I don't as, know what. As a real life fan of the Chipmunk franchise, can you give some of the listeners the actual names of the movies? Um, I'm. It's. It would be my honor. Uh, the first one's just Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. The second one is the Squeakquel. <laughs> Um, and that's where we meet the Chipettes, and I honestly didn't think I was going to like the Chipettes. I thought it was dumb that they made three female mirror, female uh, partners to the Chipmunks, but they're As adorable. Are love they? In, they're love interests? Kind of, but it's like G-rated little kid sure. stuff. Is, um, is the Alvin, what's the Alvin version, female version of Alvin's name? Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> what's she like? She um, is very uh, good at singing and dancing. Uh -huh, like and Britney Spears? Like Britney Spears. She does 
happen to think that she's very pretty, but in her defense, she is. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a smurfette, then. And then um, she loves her sisters. That's one of the themes, is all the chipmunks and chipettes love their families. Um, And then Simon's counterpart is... um, Oh, no. Oh, how could this happen? Oh, no. uh, (laughs) Is it a smart one? She is. She wears glasses. glasses. Look at that horse. Oh, it's a horse. Oh, my God. I want that. It's not a real horse, is it? No. I thought it was a horse about to jump (laughs) off a roof. I've had enough. I'm driving down there. Uh, Yeah, we have to see that horse. Lady, calm down. Oh my god, that lady was swerving back and forth like this Jesus. behind me. Oh wow. Because I slowed down slightly to look at a horse. Oh wow. You old whore. <laughs> horse. 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 You old horse. Oh, that would Can we, Stephen, will you take a picture yeah. of this horse? If we get close to it? it. What's it? Was, is road. Is there. Uh, road, road. Wait, I have to look up Simon's. Uh, yes, please do. Counterpart, or it's going to break my heart. And <laughs> I'm going to reveal that I only know there's an, there's a Chipmunks movie called Chipmunks Road Chip, right? The I, Road Chip, yeah. But, oh, like they go on a road chip? <laughs> yeah, but what? Jeanette. That's Simon's counterpart, is Jeanette. She Jeanette! Wears, she wears glasses. Um, she's a little bit clumsy. And then my favorite, Theodore is my favorite chipmunk. His counterpart, Eleanor. Where's this horse? It's oh, no. way back there. Shit. Can we do a one? Oh, we can't do a Mm-mm. 180. <laughs> Not here, but we can go around. And Eleanor is the little round Theodore <laughs> uh, chipette. Do they so eat snacks cute. together? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so cute. <laughs> Good Lord, I can't stand it. Who are some of the human actors in these movies? Jason, Jason Lee. Lee is in them. Uh, real quick, the fourth one's called The Road Chip. So wait, okay. the third one is Chipwrecked. Sorry. Just to get <laughs> Are they on a desert island? Yes. Oh my god. If, and the one, my only criticism is the the ship that they're on doesn't actually wreck. They get into a hang gliding incident and end up <laughs> stranded on a desert what? island. There's, no, there's actually no ship element to it. Well, they're on a cruise ship, but the ship doesn't wreck. <laughs> but, but you can't rhyme anything from chipmunks <laughs> with hang gliding, so they call it chipwrecks. It's Seems a lot like, like the word orange. It's like, yes. but they created the problem themselves. They painted Which, themselves into the cor- and then that corner. That is a theme in all the movies is they created the problems themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Usually Alvin is at the That's right, he's a real this. shit disturber. Um, Did you guys know that I mean, as a kid, I had a wall dedicated to Jason Lee as a skateboarder. Yeah. Yeah, I had, like, magazine pictures. And he was at the top of his skateboarding career when all of a sudden it just said, oh, he's taking acting classes. And we were like, like, that was in a skateboarding magazine. He's retired to become an actor. And then all of a sudden, he's in, like... No, chasing Amy and mall rats. Because he has the best face. He just genuinely has the best face. There's, has the, horse. This There's the horse. There it is. No, is, um... Oh, sorry, oh, I got it. Okay, cool. Is, um... Was Chasing Amy his first big role? I think it was Mall Rats, a movie I've never seen. Not good. 
not <laughs> no. none of those movies are good. It's weird because I remember I did a scene from Chasing Amy in my acting class, <laughs> and I had a I had a kissing scene with a with a with a boy. Oh, how'd it go? It was great. He had braces. <laughs> I don't remember that from Chasing Amy. Well, there's a there's a scene Jason where Lee? Ben Affleck is like, "You're gay. You have to deal with it," and he kisses him. And I did that scene in my acting class. And is you guys know me? I don't care. I'm like I was a little nervous, but I went for it. No, you're a really modern and you're an actor at heart. But um, in the movie, Ben Affleck was telling Jason Lee that he was gay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, or that he should come out and he'd be happier and he'd be less grumpy all the time and less... I don't remember the... But that's not the plot of the movie, right? No, it's just a subplot. Okay. <laughs> He's just always... Uh, Jason Lee is, uh, is trying to break up Ben Affleck and right. okay. uh, Joey... Heatherton? Lauren Adams, Joey. And then, oh, right. And then he's like, wait a minute. This isn't because you don't like her. It's because you're in love with me. You're gay. Right. And was that true? It was. I think so. It was? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. He went out on a limb. Imagine being wrong. It's like, wow, you're full of yourself. Yeah, I really. just don't like your girlfriend. I don't have the hots <laughs> for you. You're not, you're not Ben Affleck yet. But... <laughs> Ben Affleck. Ow. First of all, we're saying it wrong, but Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. He always reminded me of a guy you'd meet at a speech meet competition, who would be nice to you, so that he could figure out a me a way to mentally mind fuck you and beat you. It's in like the humorous interpretation category. That's it. I I find him frat boy suspicious, to the point of being almost scary. Anyone else? Uh, I I feel like what I've heard the I'm always on the hunt for showbiz gossip and rarely <laughs> get any. <laughs> but the few things I've heard or maybe just seen on magazines is that maybe he's a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> like, I mean, wasn't there a thing where he like I guess when you're that like handsome movie star square jaw guy yeah um you have to you have to be portrayed as a good a good guy in real life but maybe he is a little bit of a me too type of guy yeah i think well i don't know how you could avoid being an asshole Unless you had a like early childhood tragedy or something. If you had like a Superman chin. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and like immediate, those guys, the first movie him and Matt Damon wrote won a fucking Oscar and set them on the perfect right. Hollywood track permanently, but no matter. But who doesn't like Matt Damon though? Right, but Matt Damon has like a humanity to him, whereas Ben Affleck. Because he's short. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's short. No. Yeah, he's like 5'2". But he has smiley eyes no. and he's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> he's got a humanity to him where Ben Affleck seems like he's trying to foreclose on your home. Because he's tall. Yeah. Because he's, he's... It's all about height, you guys. It's height and dead eyes. When I... On my phone, I have my number recorded as Ben Affleck. So when I text myself an idea or or anything, it looks like it's coming from Ben Affleck. And then I show someone, I'm like, uh, Ben Affleck sending me a dumb joke about birds again. And people believe it. And they're like, you know him? I'm like, yeah, he's always, look at this. He's always texting me joke ideas. And when I call myself, you know, it comes up his number. It makes me feel like I know the guy. And the version I know 
Yes. He does weird me two things. Okay. The guy in my phone, the made up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the purely fictional Ben Affleck in your phone. Some of the jokes he sends me are questionable <laughs> at best. It's like, where is this coming from? Martha, who's the most famous person you've met now that you are a TV and film star? Great question. Thank you. <laughs> um, I met... That you want to talk about... Sorry. Yeah. That I you want to talk about. Clearly. Sorry. I don't have a lot to say about him, but he was very, very sweet to me. Um in the limited time I interacted with him, Adam Driver. Oh, On yeah. the movie that hasn't come out that I might be cut out of where my character was named Caseworker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just was, but he was very, like, I, like, you know, when you guys were talking about Dustin Hoffman, all the stuff he did to get into character, I've never felt my heart was in a job, any job is enough to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, nor do I ever want to, like, <laughs> be that dedicated to anything. Have your heart be involved with sure. anything at that level. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> not to the point of staying up for three days straight and, like, not bathing or whatever he did. Right. Yeah. Um, but, and, but Adam Driver seems like one of those method actors who has the ability to tune out everything and concentrate really hard on on whatever character he's doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I oh. would ever be able to do that. And certainly if I don't put any effort into it, I'll never be able to. Um, but I admire people who can do that. But he, so he, he, would, he would be in his own world and like kind of tune out everyone. Um, but then if you interacted with him, he was very sweet. And he's tall. He's super tall. Well, there goes my theory. And he has a long waist. And a long face. And a long jacket. That's exciting. So he actually talked to you like a person and was just kind of chill. Yeah, but he didn't talk. So a lot of the main thing I love about acting job is all the time you spend with all the other cast and crew hanging out and talking all day mm -hmm. and he didn't really do that he was very focused but like um, the second day I think I only had I only worked three days so the second day of shooting I was just like I owe him an apology. I should have not taken the job. I'm doing a terrible job. And no. They, and so between setups, I said, because I really felt like he deserves to be with someone who actually can act. <laughs> and no. so I apologized to him because he also that day he kept getting frustrated with himself if he didn't do a take he thought was good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who, why is he being subjected to this actor? with him and so I apologized to him between setups and he was like no you're you know he's really sweet and like he so he was sweet to people if he talked to you but he just didn't initiate much interaction because he was focusing on acting yeah yeah um whereas like Louie and Zach and all of the great guest actors that come on everyone just wants to joke around and hang out <laughs> yeah you know and it's really fun 
That does sound fun. I bet it's the best. I've never in the, well, I guess it's only two years. Three years? Three years. Three years since that I worked on that show. I've never had the chance to go be there when they're shooting. And it's heartbreaking I wondered to me. that. And I've, never, I've never been on set. I really wanted where to. Where does the shooting take place, Marty? Is it all over? Where do you? Yeah, like this coming week, we have a couple days in Pico Rivera and then a couple days in Silmar. Um, there's lots of like Santa Clarita, um, va- a lot of valley stuff. There's going to be stuff like uh, we Calabasas they were in last week, just kind of all over the valley. All these basically. places I've never been that That's, I've been wanting to go to. It's kind of fun that the locations that I like before baskets, there were a bunch of neat places in Southern California I didn't even know were there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. Where all of a sudden you're just around horses and... Yeah, there was one um, little town um, kind of like on the way to Ventura, but in the mountains, so kind of off any of the major highways. And it's just a little town in the mountains and there's this little winding road in and out of it. And uh, it was so cool, and I didn't even know it was there. It's where they shot this stuff when he jumps on the train in oh, season yeah. one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So was, that stuff is really fun. Will you please share with our listeners the time you tried to befriend a horse <laughs> and the <laughs> horse, did it turn on you? Will you, do yeah. you want to tell that story, and will you? I will, um, yeah, it... I'd, I just, there was a horse near where I lived in East Austin of, in 2012. And it was when Buddy was sick and dying. A dog that was my dog for a little while. And it was always, Buddy was always your dog, but I, I fostered feel, Buddy for a while. He, I feel like he was definitely both our dogs. Yeah. And, um, Guys. And he... So I, the day I found out he was, this horse, we just would walk by and I, she was always alone in this pasture and would walk the length of her fence when we would walk by and I just thought she was lonely. So I started petting her and then I started bringing her carrots and apples. <laughs> and then the day I found out Buddy only had a few weeks to live, that he had this fast moving cancer, um, I stopped to give her carrots and an apple and she put her head over the fence and pushed her forehead against my forehead and just stood there. Oh, that's the best. And so I don't know anything about horses and I just thought that we were friends and had a Because if you have a connection with a dog, once you have that, they want you to be around them all the time and close to, they want you to hug and pet them. Yeah, and you assume the horses and dogs maybe because they have similar body types. <laughs> <laughs> they do have four legs. <laughs> Both of them. And tails. Yeah. yeah. And, um, horses so, are always been big dogs to me. Well, when after Buddy died, one day I just thought, I bet she would like it if I was on the other side of the fence petting her. <laughs> and so I climbed in and she immediately tried to tell me this is not what she wanted. Why, why, why? Doing what? Stomping? Well, she started, um, she kind of 
she kind of trotted over towards me. Like she trotted away when I climbed over and then came back. And so I walked next to her, petting her, going, it's okay, it's okay. And then she turned her back feet towards me. Uh-oh. And it popped into my head, like, this is what they do sometimes when they <laughs> kick people. <laughs> so I jumped kind of out of the way. And then she whirled around and stood up on her hind legs and went, Whoa. Really? Just like I mean, Ichabod Crane's horse? Like Ichabod's Crane, Ichabod Crane's or the, horse. the Black Stallion when they put yes. him on a cruise ship? Yes. <laughs> or yeah. something like that? She reared up with her her front legs. And like, waned or kneed? Need? Whinnied. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, then I ran behind a tree and she chased <laughs> me. That's what I remember. And didn't people drive by or something? Her owners who didn't stop and do anything. They drove by and I didn't know who they were. I just saw people driving by as I was hiding behind a tree and she she was at the tree trying to get me. Why wouldn't they be concerned that a person was in there? I still don't know. They didn't see you, maybe? No, they saw me because I waved and they waved back. <laughs> and I, I waved because of that thing where you don't want people to know that you need help because you're embarrassed. So, right. like, I, I... You mean my whole life? They, <laughs> they slowed down, and I was like, this is embarrassing. So I just raised a hand, like, hey, I'm fine, even though I wasn't. You'd rather not be embarrassed than potentially be saved from a dangerous horse killing. Yes. And then they waved back. They'd slowed a little. They waved back and kept driving. Yep. And then a, a few days later, I met them, and they were like, yeah, we saw you the other day. I was like, what? <laughs> Why didn't you do something about it? I needed yeah. you. That's so and funny. Then I had to run from like that tree to behind her little shed to behind another tree, working my way towards the fence and then ran to the fence and thought I could hop up, you know, like run out a chain link fence and land a little bit off the ground, but I didn't. And then I ripped my jeans climbing over it. Oh, God. And then I told her, because she chased me to the fence, and I said, we're not friends anymore. You said this to the horse in, in English? You're not nice. How did she take that? She horse? didn't seem to care, but then I went back to being her friend because I felt bad for her because right. no one... There, the uh, relationship with a horse has ups and downs. She may have been a problem horse too. <laughs> Maybe that's been... why no one was in her pastures because yeah. she wasn't very nice. Did you ever feel like putting peanut butter in the horse's mouth and then later doing some voiceover <laughs> dubbing? Going like, I'm sorry, Martha. <laughs> I just want him to be friends. <laughs> I don't know how to do it right. <laughs> oh, sometimes my teeth get in the way. <laughs> Wait, Martha, have you ever seen that, uh, what's one of my favorite gifts, and it's the horse that somebody put a stuffed horse into the horse's, like, oh, area, and it yes. goes up and kicks it with its back legs? <laughs> I love it so much. I'm picturing that you tried to make friends with that horse, because that's my favorite gift, maybe, of all time. I, just... I have to look it up again, because it is so good. It's so funny it's, and painful. It seems like the horse is, like... Oh, is this a friend? Oh, fuck you, stuffed animal. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck you, human being that put this stuffed animal here. Yeah. Who do you think I am? I just it's saw so one the good. other day of an uh, owl. Like, people have owls as pets in certain strange houses. And this giant, you mean Harry Potter's house? This, <laughs> this sorcerer child's house has a giant 
owl and they just put a little rabbit so behind it had little rabbit ears and the owl started running towards it and his wings were up like he was gonna fly off with it but then he saw it was a stuffed animal and he just was like staring at it all confused like that's not a real (laughs) rabbit why did you make me get into hunter mode yeah he was embarrassed that's fucked up so he waved off (laughs) he waved at some horse owners (laughs) out of embarrassment just out of shame We've probably done a long episode, right, guys? Yeah, I was actually trying to find Martha's Street, but I, now I can't remember which one it is. Well, we it's can... the one, um, if you uh, go left and then pass the light. Do you and... guys care about that little dog on that wall being a show dog? Nah. Like a little Diamond catwalk? Dozen. Seen it. It's a little model dog on a catwalk. Seen it before. Yeah. All right. Cute. It's a doggy catwalk. Are you sure you don't want to glance over? <laughs> a doggy catwalk. Oh, well, there's two doggies. Show's over. <gasps> she set them down. Yeah, uh, my neighbor on the other side of the duplex has a corgi, and she is everything you would want. Big, big body, <laughs> tiny legs. Am I right? Big body, tiny legs. Yeah. A lot of um, instructions about what other people should be doing. Oh, real bossy. Very bossy. Yeah, because they're royals. I love it. Here we go. Will I get hit? Buy a car we don't know. Oh, wow. They are going for it. Thank you for existing and being terrible. Not even adjusting slightly. So So after this one. Yeah, two more. We might as well take you right to your door. Right? Right, Yeah. I mean, uh, we can't quit an episode mid-block. No, that would be bad. Let's do it right up, right up to the bitter end. Um, (laughs) It's going to get bitter. Now, Martha, do you have anything that you want to plug that that you'd like to discuss, that you want to confront us about anything at all? Amends or... or (laughs) Do you want to apologize for what you've done to us? I am sorry. (laughs) This is the fourth podcast I've done since moving out here, and... It's um, been a path of destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of them, I did over a month ago, so it's the street after this one. Okay. Um, I did over a month ago, and they still haven't released it, and I can only assume it's because it was even worse than I remember. (laughs) Impossible. There's Mm, no way. mm -mm. You're comedy gold. It was pretty bad. They all feel bad, though. Although there are people, and I've seen it, I've known Martha a long time, we kind of started stand-up together in a way, don't you think? Or yeah. Or whatever, we dabbled prior, but... Uh, we met I've, when we really knew. I've seen people not get Martha, and I want, I've wanted... Who was the... It was like the Cajun comic that... Oh, yeah. You had a rough set, and he's like, hey, everyone, just take your hands and just wipe the sweat off your brow... And just know that, thank God, that's over. Or what he said. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. The raging you Cajun. go apologize. I was going to fight that guy, remember? <laughs> you you got to go to apologize. Did he apologize? Um, no, he never spoke to me der- between any of the rest of the shows we did that week. That was in the terrible that, mall oh. club in San Antonio that I think has closed. Thank no, God. I th- that was at Cap City. Matt Bearden was, all- I remember it vividly. Oh. And I was like, that guy is, and he was like, had won the, his wife had won the lottery or something. And right. he didn't, ha- he was a millionaire. 
There were some bad. Yeah. I remember meeting a guy who came the one week I headlined in Houston at the old laugh stop. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why the guy headlined me. I was like a solid middle. And uh, Mark Babbitt. And that I, the, he had, there's one VHS in the green room and it was Girls Guitar Club. Yeah. And I watched it and I'm like, this is, that she's funny. Maybe one day I'll have a podcast <laughs> with her. I said that. I didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> but while I was at that, at, after the show every night, you'd have to go out and like drink in the bar. And I was standing there one night and there was a guy that walked up and he's like, yeah, you were all right. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And he goes, yeah, um, I'm a balloon comic. <gasps> and he was fucking serious. I laughed in his face. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, but he meant it. He was just like, the balloon comic's here. I may or may not be giving you my approval. And it, I just had that, like, moment where I pulled all the way back. So it was, like, the United States. Then it was the, the <laughs> Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. And then I was out in outer space where I was just like, wow, this is the dumbest job I could have ever tried to do. And now I'm fucking stuck in it. And this is my job. These assholes are my peers. And this is these are the people I'm going to be hearing from for the rest of my life. Has anyone in this this car ever seen a balloon comedy show? I, I no. didn't. Saying a balloon comic, like, I'm a balloon comic, like, I'm a political comic, is yeah, how yeah. he said it's it. Yeah, it's a genre of comedy. Yeah, you mean it's like you crazy. Do kids parties? Yeah, that's, you're saying you're a clown. I that's tell, crazy. <laughs> I'm angry. I tell jokes as I make poodles for children at yeah. their parties. And I'm, I'm the one who comic. knows that you're not that good at comedy. <laughs> okay, well then, that's so be it. Well, I you know who is good at comedy? Martha, Martha Kelly! Kelly! Hey, we did it! Woo! Guys, thank you for having me on your podcast. And thank you so much is, for doing it. And you're nothing to play? You don't, are you going to an AK? I'm Comedy. doing a, um, but I don't remember the date, so what's the point? People can look it up. <laughs> Do you have a website? Based on city. Mm, not one I would want anyone to look at. <laughs> I have a WordPress site that I haven't updated Me in too. a year and a half. Me too. It's so. embarrassing. WordPress it. MarthaKelly.gov. Yeah. MarthaKelly.gov. <laughs> and then... ChrisFairbanks.edu. Um, <laughs> and then my Twitter handle is MarthaKelly3. That's the one where I yell at people on the internet every single day. I love it. I live for it. Um, well, thanks, you guys. Thank you for being with us. Yes, Martha. It meant the world that you would do it at so last minute. We mean I this. I appreciate it. We love you, Martha. I, I mean what Karen guys. is saying. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> D-Y-N-A-R! <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine malform Uh, with Karen and Chris.